The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Cowboys Storyline with Nick Eatman. What is up? Welcome to Cowboys Storyline. I am Nick Eatman here. It is Tuesday, February the 13th, and it is officially off-season for everybody now. It's been off-season for some teams uh, sooner than others. We know that, but uh, now everyone's in the same boat. Every football game is over uh, in the NFL. I guess there's other leagues that will be playing, and everybody will get excited about that, sort of. But uh, for the Cowboys, the offseason has been uh, been among us for a little while, but we've got some new changes, obviously, with the, and there's going to be more to come. Uh, Mike Zimmer officially, uh, I say officially, I, th- I still think, I don't know if they've signed the contract yet, but it's officially agreed to terms. He's going to be the defensive coordinator, and now we'll see where the dominoes fall on the rest of the staff, what happens there, what happens with other position coaches, some that are still under contract. Does, you know, do the Cowboys want to keep them? Does that somebody that fits into what Zimmer's trying to do? Uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. Uh, there'll be some, there'll be some moving parts for sure going on there. So, um, 888-855-2297. Uh, I believe we have, uh, uh one, um, phone line open right now. So, um, you know, we're still kind of getting into off season mode. So, uh, please join us. We got one caller on the line. He's, he's called a few times. Uh, Brian in Kansas City. Brian, are you going to the parade? Oh, no. I don't think they would want me to wear my Emmett Smith jersey down there. <laughs> I don't know if I don't know if they'll care who's down there you know, at that point. When you have a parade, it doesn't really matter. Thanks for coming out. Uh, yeah. What's going on? Uh, not too much, man. I saw uh – Look, look like we lost maybe our third defense. Is that the third loss? Dur- was Durden the, Durden the third guy we lost this year? So we lost Quinn. Joe and Witt. Witt and so those, hey. is that it? Is that all we lost so far? Uh, so far, but uh, okay. But stay tuned. I mean, there, well, there, there, there'll be some – I mean, that's just natural. I mean, it's going to happen. I mean, Zimmer's not going to come here and be like, yep, I like them all. Like, all these guys are good. I mean, he, he, he'll have – He'll he'll make some changes, you know. That, that was going to be my question for you, yeah. so I'm glad you brought that up. I was just curious, <laughs> you know, <laughs> excuse me, based on what you saw the last time he was here, you know, what you thought he might bring to the table, and and hopefully in the upcoming you know month or so, somebody will do like a I forget what they call that show, Hit Sticks. Mm-hmm. I think they call it Hit Sticks when they do a show that kind of explains scheme, because you know for. Somebody like me, you know, I, I always say I'm the Joe and Flower Mound guy that Broadus <laughs> is always talking about. Right. I, I can recognize some defenses. I don't recognize all this new, you know, some of the sure. uh, most exotic stuff. So I'd love for somebody to say, okay, here's what we were running last year. Here's what we're running. Yeah. You know, what we think, you know, obviously we don't know, but what we think is coming. Right. You know, based on what he's done in the past and. Yeah. And that. So anyway, I, I don't really have another question because you kind of okay. already hit on it, okay. but I do have a player for you All right. who was here the year you got here, only played for two years for the Cowboys, Billy wide receiver, Billy Davis. Um, that's so, so funny that you say this. This is, this is funny, Brian, that you say this go ahead. because Billy Davis, I just typed this out. I counted 15 players, 
15 players that I saw at the Super Bowl. I was only there for really for one day on Radio Row. I saw 15 former players, and I'm, like, typing it out. And I was like, I think I might read this list. Of course, I've left it on the printer upstairs, so don't worry about that. But Billy Davis was one of them. And I'm like, I wonder how many people really remember Billy Davis. Uh, but that's funny because he was, um, he, was on, he was on my list. And I thought, you know what? Brian Kansas City is probably <laughs> would know him, and then here you are asking me about him. So uh, that's funny. No, yeah, I but, was trying to pick out a guy that was a little more obscure because he was not here for a long time. Yeah, and it was during your first year. So yeah, <laughs> if you got a story about him that you can remember, that'd be great. Yeah. I'm gonna hang up okay. so other people can get through, brother. All right, thank you, Take Brian. Care. Appreciate it. The only story I really remember to Billy Davis actually, I think he ended playing for the Cowboys in '98. So I technically started in 99. I don't think he was on the 99 team. But in 98, I, w- I was here covering the team. Um, uh, I was doing a little interning and working for Wichita Falls paper and all that. And I do remember an interview where he was like, you know, if I have, you know, if I caught 100 passes for, uh, you know, 1,500 yards, then then I would have the contract or some something like that. And they said, well, if you catch 1,500 yards, you know, what, what does that mean? And he goes, well. It means I'm going to be in Hawaii. That's what it means, you know. And the way the way I don't know the way he said it was just kind of funny because it, you know, think think like Noah Brown saying that, you know what I mean? And then here's 1500 yards or, or Jalen Dolbert or somebody like that. Um, going back to Zimmer, you know, if you've ever met him, he's intense. Okay, that's just that's who he is. He coaches that way. He that's the way he, that's the way his life is. That's way. Calls games. It's very physical. Um, you you have you have to be tough. You have to be, have a physical presence about you. Uh, he plays more four three, but he has played a three four before when he was here with Parcells. Parcells loved him. He didn't think he would at first, but then he did. And then they ended up, you know, he, he showing some versatility there. And and, and you kind of saw that some with Minnesota the way they would stand Anthony Barr up at times and then rush him as well. So they, they could go back. If you've got the pieces, see, not every team can go forth three to three, four, because you don't always have the pieces. Belichick was able to do it some because he was able to get his guys in New England to sort of be those type of tweeners that could play both that way. So if you've got those kind of guys, you can kind of do it and be versatile. Um, but he he's he'll be, he'll be a, a very physical, I mean, he, he'll need physical players to play in a physical approach. All right, uh, let's go to a text line question here. This is Josh. Uh, he's a fourth-grade teacher. He says, what does San Francisco and the Chiefs have the Cowboys don't? My opinion is grit. How do they get that? Well, you get a guy like Mike Zimmer to be your defensive coordinator because he's got that for sure. Maybe you can help you help some there on defense. I agree. I mean, there's a toughness factor there. Um, I think, I mean, we answer this question on the mailbag. I mean, I this is kind of an exception to the rule because I don't know if Kansas City has the best football team in the league. And I don't think they do. Uh, they absolutely have the best football player. Uh, he's the MVP of the league. They they just kind of like to pass this around to different players. Uh, but it's it's just like it was in the 90s when with Michael Jordan. He's the best player. They want to give it to Barkley, give it to Carl Malone. That's fine. We know who the best player is, and it's the same here. He's the best football player, um, without a doubt. Patrick Mahomes, and, you know, I thought the Niners were the better team. I think he is the better player. And guess what? He got the ball last. You can make an argument of if that was should have been the case or not, but he got the ball last. He went out and he won the game. Uh, th- that's what the Chiefs have that nobody else has. 
And the 49ers, I think, have, you know, they've got a dynamic player, too, in Christian McCaffrey. Um, they, they, they are very, very good because they have different, they have unique weapons that can do different things. And their quarterback is really good. I don't, you know, you know what I think about game managers and bus drivers. I think that's fine. I don't think that's slight at all. Uh, but I think he's a really good quarterback. So, you know, they, they have, but they, they all, they went, I don't know if they went all in, but they, they definitely sold out to get, you know, some really good players to go win. Uh, and they're going to be, they're going to have some contract issues here down the road the good thing for them is their quarterback's still making about a million dollars right now all right uh, another text question ron he's in uh concord uh california how do you think zimmer will use parsons it's a great question that's the one that's probably going to be the first question to mike zimmer um if he has a press conference this week which could be later this week if that happens um that's that's one for him honestly what do i think i think he'll he'll play him some on the outside um like like a stand-up rusher you know at times uh they'll he'll drop back in cover to me that's where i think he is one of those pieces that can go back from a three four to a four three um you know i think you you just got to use him all over the place honestly i mean I, I don't think he will he will do things much different than others but um it, it's also going to be how do the other pieces fit into the scheme that's that's the key if you're going to move him around other guys are moving too all right tim and grapevine next caller nick good afternoon it's been how, a while how you doing this year i've been licking my wounds longer than usual because i had the bright idea to go on x or twitter and tweet that i thought the cowboys are going to make the nfc championship and you know you know what happened <laughs> yeah you know yeah. Good, good old, good old fashioned clunker on both sides of the ball. Right, right. And right. and you know what? You know, I, I I said it earlier in the year. I, I thought McCarthy was a little bit outdated. He got better throughout the year, but I think one thing he needs and Dak needs, we 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 have to manufacture a very good run game. We have to. Yeah. That, that I mean, we can talk about what we need on defense. We can talk about changing coordinators. We can talk about replacing Tyron and add another receiver. At the end of the day, if you can run the ball, that travels. That that does well for you in cold weather in the playoffs. It takes pressure off of everybody. We, I don't know what the answer is there. I don't know what this draft has. But, man, we, we just need a hammerhead running back. Yeah. I'm not saying DeMarco Murray 2014. Would that be perfect? Yes, it would. But we, we need to go all in on that. And I saw an interesting graphic. So when we played San Francisco this year, we were in zone the majority of the time. Right. And we were like, I think in man, let me let me actually just pull it up. We were in man against him 30% of the time, and we were in zone 69.2% of the time. Well, the Chiefs were in man the inverse. They were in man 65% of the time, zone 35% of the time. Now, it helps when you have an all-pro McDuffie and, and Legarius Sneed. And so, but my thing is, with Zimmer, I'm curious, what do you think? Does he run zone, and do you think that suits Deron Bland? I, mean, I, I, I know Diggs can play man pretty well, but... What yeah. do you think about Bland, and what do you think Zimmer's going to do? And I'll, I'll hang up. I, you know what, Tim? I, thanks for the call. I mean, um, you know, I, I can't say that I remember. You know, I, I've watched a ton of games that what he was doing in Minnesota. But one thing I know about all, all, all good coaches like this, and, and Zimmer is that is that you you do play to your personnel. Um, the guys you mentioned, McDuffie and Snead for the Chiefs, I mean, I think the, the Cowboys have that as well. I mean, you know, they, they have those type of guys. I think they have, you know, they have the, the corners that, that can play that. Um, they can play man. I think, you know, if you can play man, 
you know, with your corners, it gives you a lot more versatility to do other things. Um, it'll it'll be interesting to see what happens with Gilmore. I know he says he wants to come back. Uh, Gilmore, obviously, he also had a, a shoulder surgery, so he's he's going to miss some time this off season. Um, he's a free agent, so that might affect you know what his salary is for the the Cowboys or any team really because it's going to be a little bit before he can be back. Um, I've heard four to six you know, months, actually, um, it'll be closer to training camp, maybe before he can get back and get going. So, uh, but, but, you know, what, what do they have? They still have digs coming back from injury. Of course they have bland. We'll see what happens with Jordan Lewis. So I can't really answer the question on what, what type of defense he's going to play and what type of coverage he's going to play. But I do think he's got good man-to-man corners. And when you have that, I think that's where it starts. You can do a lot more things with that than if you just were to play zone all the time. Um, I, I, I think, I think he'll, he'll, he'll probably be more of an aggressive man-to-man cover guy. But like I said, the best ones are the ones that can, that can adapt. And I think he's, he's really good at doing that. All right. Um, we got Dan from Philly on the text question. What are your thoughts? Oh, I knew this was coming up. Uh, <laughs> thoughts on what D Law had to say about the Cowboys being tired and gassed during the Cow- then the Green Bay playoff game. Kind of ironic since he's the tank and basically said his tank was empty. Past Cowboys, Pac Man Jones. Cool. <laughs> uh, I don't know if we have enough time for Pac Man stories. He's only here a year and he's got about seven. Um, you know, I was surprised. I was surprised anyone said it. And then I was surprised that the person who said it was Tank. Um, that doesn't seem like the type of comment that he would make. I I don't think there's any way he realized what that sounded like when he said that. I, I, I don't think. I really, I just, it, it didn't, it did not come off right, in my opinion, that's not really his mentality. I'm just surprised that he said that. And honestly, I don't know if I even believe that. I, I don't believe that that's, that's what it was, uh, being tired. And he was tired. I, I don't think so. I, and so I, I'm, I'm just going to – I don't want to ignore it. You asked the question, but it just doesn't seem right that he would say we were tired and that's why we lost. He gave credit to the, to the Packers. He said some other interesting things in that next sentence, if you went back and listened to it, um, about him, you know, they're rolling away from him and running at Micah. But all in all, I mean, the Packers dominated the game. They came out and just and they gave it to the Cowboys in every every phase. And, uh, you know, if you want to listen to Micah's podcast, if you heard that clip, I mean, Jordan Love details all that, which is another story that's fascinating. But um I, I don't I'm just going to choose not to really go there because I don't there's no way that that's what D-Law really meant, in my opinion. He said he was tired, that they were tired. I, I don't believe that's the case. And, and that's that's just going to open up the can of worms for that. So I don't really think that that, that happened um, at all. All right, let's go to Jeff in North Carolina. What's going on, Nick? What's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing good. How about yourself? I'm great. Great. Hey. It's funny. I, I when I, I hadn't heard the beginning of the show, and um, um, and I was actually loading my truck for tomorrow, and I thought, man, it's two o'clock, and um, and I dialed in. I got connected on the first 
first dialing today. I can't believe it. So I don't know. Is that a but, good uh, thing? I mean, does that mean yeah, well, are we, are we slipping? <laughs> I mean, what's going on? Where are our callers? Hello. Yeah. 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 Right. So, but it's funny. It's off season. One thing I was going to ask you about D Law too, and I heard you have got yeah. the text question, and and I kind of feel like you know them guys, any of them guys that are there that week. They're there promoting something, and mm-hmm. and I would think, and then he probably was, he might have been surprised by the the question, and maybe he just, and I think like you said, he may not have been realizing how how that was going to be taken. But you know, you got to remember, if you're a cowboy, <laughs> everything you say, everything is going to be construed differently, or yep. or you know, over and over. But I did like, um, I was listening to uh, the G Bag Nation. Podcast and uh, and they had Gilmore and Cooks on there and right. they asked them about it and he said they said uh, no everybody's tired this time of the year you just you got to play so right, right right so I'm telling you we I, we got to find a way to bring Gilmore back because I I think him and Cooks I was so impressed listening to them uh, um, uh, you can tell they've won before and right and and I think we need we need more of that to rub off. On some of our other guys, I agree. And uh, I so, agree. Uh, hopefully, yeah. hopefully they'll find a way to get Gilmore back. I know Cooks is still under contract, I believe, so yeah. he'll probably be back. But uh, I was super bummed on uh, on uh, Woodson, though. I just uh, I thought surely he was going to get in this time. Maybe he'll get in next next year. But man, I just can't just can't believe. I, and I don't know if you heard the players' lounge yesterday, but but Newey said people he talked to. This is what. Did you hear that? No. I knew he said what he was told is that they think somebody told him they think Woodson's going to get in, but he needs to campaign more. And I thought, campaign? No. This guy's got three rings. He won't get in. (laughs) Then he won't get in. He won't. I mean. He ain't going to do it. That's not what what he is. But he shouldn't have to. to. And that's. Right. That's. That doesn't make any sense. Okay, I'm sorry. No. I don't know. I don't know what 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 Nui was talking about or who said that to him. But honestly, right. that makes right. no sense. Those two those two sentences in, together. He's going to get in, but he needs to campaign more. Yeah. What? That, that, I mean, not, no. If he's going to get in, then he'll get in. He's fine. Well, it just it just kind of goes to show how political everything is getting now. The Hall yeah. of Fame's getting political, and and I think Nui also said that somebody said. They thought there'd been too many Cowboys getting in lately. I, a what now? I mean, come on. Okay. I mean, if you deserve to get in, you get in. Right, right. No matter. It means you're good. You yep. Yeah. Yep. And 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 for our our team of the '90s, they only have what five, maybe is it five or six guys now that's in, and then the coach and the owner. But but I I don't know if I'd even count Dion that much. because Dion played for other teams too. But but I'd say there's, there's probably six players. Unless I missed a few that are in, and and no. I, you know, I have to go back and look at it, but uh, I think there's a lot more Steelers from the '70s in yeah. than than what we've had from our team in the '90s. For sure. And, uh, yeah. So I mean, but I don't know, man. But I, I was really disappointed, bummed out that he didn't get in, uh, and uh, but right. you know, hopefully he'll get in next year. I mean, that's we'll, right. Yeah. You know, All but, right. Um, well, Jeff. I, but anyway. Appreciate it. Thanks. Uh, for, thanks for the yeah. call. You got anything else? No, I just uh, did. You did you stay for the game at the Super Bowl? No, no, I was out. I, I got back on Friday, so no. Okay. I've, okay. I've only been to one. 
And uh, yeah, it was pretty good. Mike I mean, McCarthy I was, was kind the of coach. boring. Most of the game was kind of boring, but then it got you know, got Mahomes proved proved that he's one of the greatest. I yeah. mean, it's just uh, yeah. So Living. anyway, uh, I'll hang up and let you get all on right. the callers, but um, but we just we just got to keep working on uh, on Darren. <laughs> we got to get him in there somehow. Yeah, definitely. So. Um, right, thanks for the call. Thank you. You know, it's funny. He said something about Dion is more of a, a play for other teams. I looked this up one year, you know, Dion actually played for the more games for the Cowboys than any other team in, in his career. Uh, if you count the playoffs and everything, he, he was with the Cowboys longer than any, uh, anybody else. So I know he gets kind of viewed while well, he drafted by the Falcons. His best year was with the 49ers and all that, but he, he played mostly with the Cowboys really than anybody. So, um, you know, he was and he was really good. I mean, I he his name never gets mentioned for Ring of Honor, but you know, I mean, Haley got in in five years. I would I would think Dion would have a shot. You know, because especially when you consider he's the best to ever play his position. So, and Dion's on this list that I just wrote down of the sixteen players that I saw former Cowboys that were there. Uh, sadly, I did not see Darren Woodson. I talked to him on the phone. He, I thought he would be like number one on the list. I thought we were going to see him for sure, you know, but no, he, he wasn't. I didn't get to see, actually see him there. Um, but I'll go over that here in a little bit. All right, let's go real quick here. Let's go um, um, a text message from Mike from Boston. Mike, we need you to call, man. We don't have anybody that's ever called from Massachusetts. Not one call ever from Massachusetts. So, Mike, thanks for the text, but tell your buddies or somebody to call. But, his question is, how crazy do you think Rex Ryan's comments were when he blatantly said he would not count on Mike Zimmer being hired? He went on to elaborate that he reached out to McCarthy and the Joneses during uh, saying that he wanted to join them and get them over the Super Bowl hump. Um, yeah, it's kind of weird. It makes more sense now because he's always been a huge cowboy hater. Like you just you can see it on the shows. He's on the ESPN countdown or whatever. You can see all that. Um and uh then it shifted. You could tell it shifted during the playoffs. I remember listening to it. I don't try to listen to him that much, but I listened to it and I just thought this is kind of odd. You know, he's always the first one. I mean, he he. I thought he was going to cry about the Lions game. You know, when when with the officials and reporting and eligible and all that. I mean, he he. he I didn't think he was going to be able to make it through the show. And so uh, you know, but now but then it, it kind of shifted as talented team they could win and all that so now you, you knew what was going on he was trying to campaign for it but um you know i mean the, the zimmer thing took a little bit of time i think there was obviously some contract involved i mean, contract you know issues there but also i mean there's a window between friday and sunday night and monday that the nfl really doesn't want anybody breaking any kind of news or announcing anything so even though you know they it looks like they had it kind of done thursday hashing some things out um but then by you know by monday now all of a sudden it's agreed to terms i i think it was probably agreed uh over the weekend they just didn't want to announce some things because i'll say this it looks like there's already some new coaches in the building so there's been some conversations like i think this this was gonna this has been in the works all right rob in vegas what's hey, up Nick. i didn't see you man I, no i know there was no way you could get in i you know i looked into it but they don't accept the public where you guys were, so it would be like, no way. Yeah, it was it was tough. I mean, well, I mean, I say this, I like you have to walk through like casinos and stuff like that. So, um, you know, Vegas isn't very fun if you're not being able to gamble and do all that kind of stuff. You know, you're just in yeah. A, down, if you're going to a casino, 
or even, you know, down on the strip. If you're not into yeah. gambling or, or eating, they got great restaurants. I was surprised no at that. how many things closed at 11. I was like, what's going on here? I thought this place never sleeps. Yeah. So maybe we're not yeah, going to the right places. Yeah, you're not going to the right place. Or maybe I am. <laughs> maybe I am going to the right, right places, the right. ones that close at 11. True. How'd you, but how'd you, how'd you like Vegas? Did you do anything good? Not really. I wasn't there that, that long, you know, and so I was just there for like two nights. It was, it, was, it was fine. It was fine. But, you know, the Zimmer news, you know, like the focus was, was covering NFL honors. And then, uh, then all of a sudden it shifted to, to Zimmer and trying to track that story down, uh, which worked out because they didn't win, <laughs> win anything in NFL honors. So, uh, and Woodson didn't didn't get you know didn't get yeah. in the Hall of Fame, so you know it was just kind of a eh, it was kind of a I, wow. Trip. I mean, I I thought the game itself was, I thought it was boring in the beginning, obviously yeah. the fourth quarter. And listen, I thought the coach of the 49ers blew it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he put the ball in Purdy's hand a little too much. I think they should have ran the ball more. And then why you would take the ball in overtime and then. It doesn't matter what you do, but once you kick that field goal, you knew Patrick Mahomes said to himself, wait a minute, all I need is a field goal, and you're giving me four downs every time? Every time. This is done. This is done. And I thought, and then, could you imagine if this was Mike McCarthy after the game and the players said, oh, yeah, we didn't even know the rules. Could Mm -hmm. you, they they would have crucified the Cowboys. Oh, yeah. Yep. And I have some thoughts on that. I have some thoughts on this whole thing about really who's to blame, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I thought that that whole thing was crazy. I mean, it was it was. Uh, yeah. Um, but I just yeah, you you give Mahomes a, a chance like that. I mean, it's basically like in baseball, really. When you think about it, I mean, it's like all right, we're the bottom of the ninth. I mean, we want to bat last so we can kind of know what we need to do. Sure. You know, that's kind of what it is. You know, I'm hearing people now. Some people on the the Cowboys shows talk about Zimmer how. They don't know if he could relate to today's player. And I'm like, who cares? Yeah. I mean, he's your boss. He's your boss. You don't have to like him. And I got to be honest, once I heard Micah Parsons refer to Dan Quinn as like an uncle, I I said, nope, time to go. Now you see why this team led the league in penalties, uh, why you would see they would make some bonehead plays. And now I'm I'm glad. I, I called last week. I said I wanted Zimmer just for the the tough factor. Um, I would love to see him bulk up Micah Parsons and make him a full-time I mean, uh, defensive end. You know, when you think about that, I've never really heard that many people refer to that as like, he's like an uncle. Because, I mean, that, doesn't that kind of tell you a little bit what's going on? I mean, uncle tells you, hey, you know, calm down or, or you know, hey, you keep it down, baby sleeping or whatever. But they don't whip your ass. I mean, you know, it's your yeah, uncle, yeah. you know? Nobody, so, nobody referred to Bill Parcells or Bill Belichick as uncle. No, no. You know, and and I, I listen. I like Micah. It, it bothered me that he that he had Jordan Love on the show. <laughs> Jordan Love is basically sitting across from Micah and basically telling Micah to his face, "Dude, we destroyed you because we knew you were weak against the run." You could, and and I'm like, what is going on here? But that's today. I mean, I get it. Uh, as much as I like Micah on the field. It's like I think he'd rather be a, a sports commentator than a football player sometimes. Yeah. And and I well, just, unless I don't know. unless his teammate just won an award, you know, at the you honors, know, I, and he goes up there and doesn't say anything. Uh, that I yeah, thought that I, was ironic. Like this is a guy 
that is has been talking all week at Vegas. Right. He talked a lot. Yeah. And then they win yeah. the next gen stats moment of the year. I mean, I know that CD, I guess, wasn't there to get it, but he could say something. So I just thought right. that was kind of weird. It's like the guy doesn't say anything when you want him to, and then when you don't, he. <laughs> CD, yeah. CD Lamb did. I I did like what he said. He said I need to yeah. grow up and I need to take more control. And I thought that's that's what the one of the best players in the league and especially on the team should say. And I thought that was great. I I I liked how. He talked about his mom comment real quick. Didn't really get it, but said, hey, listen, that's that's my mom, and I get that. Yeah. But uh, I just think Micah needs a kick in the butt, let's be honest. And if Zim, if anybody's going to do it, it's going to be Zimmer. He'll bring out the best yeah. in, my, in Micah, but I would love to see him put on 20 pounds. I don't want him being a, a linebacker. He doesn't want it. Get some good uh, linebackers in free agency and put him up and down the line at about 265, and hopefully he doesn't wear out where he's only give, giving right. us one sack in, in yeah. December. Yeah, and, and and he's got to realize that it's okay not to beat Tyree Kill in a race. You know, it, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay that you're not doing that. Um, yeah. Which I yeah. think we all know if we saw the race, he didn't really beat Tyree. No. I mean, Tyree no, Kill, I don't – yeah. he's, he's a phenom, and yeah. I know he's fast, and that's great, but – you know, you're yeah. not fast enough to make up for 300 pound guys Good. smashing on you. All right, Rob. Thanks for the call, man. Good stuff. You got it. All right. Um, you know, I, we have an article should be on the website now or, or soon about. Um, I t- did talk to Darren Woodson about Mike Zimmer, um, and he one thing that he said is, is the headline of the article is that he's not going to be their friend. He he's not. That's not what he's there to do. Um, and he tells a story, you know, I, I've told the story that he said in here about how he just basically, you know, said, all right, here's all your bad plays from last year. You kind of, you know, humbles these guys. Uh, that's what they need to hear so they can be elite. You know, he wants the great ones to be elite. He wants the good ones to be great. He wants the ones that aren't very good to be good. I mean, whatever that next level is for you. And, you know, it, he's probably never seen the perfect person the perfect player. So that means, I mean, he did coach Dion, you know, I bet he was pretty critical on Dion. You know, Dion loves him. I mean, he absolutely loves Zimmer. Um, so, um, um, and that's one story I do remember one time. I remember sitting on a bus after the Cowboys played the Giants in the Meadowlands. It was 1999 and Zimmer was the defensive backs coach. Campo was the coordinator and, um, and 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 Gailey was the head coach, and there was a lot of talk that Campo was going to get a head coaching job. And I remember they had lost to the Giants, and Dion was on the bus. He was on same. I was probably on the wrong bus because Dion walks right by, and he says to Campo, "Don't take Zim with you, Camps, when you get a job." Come to find out, Gailey's the one that got fired. Campo got promoted, and all that stuff. But that, there's how much respect that he had for him. Let me go back to the the, the play of, from uh, the 49ers on Shanahan not taking the ball. Um, I thought of it right, right immediately, but I, I'll say this, and I've said it before. This is not just because of the Super Bowl. Um, I think it's ridiculous that we have different rules in for the Super Bowl or for the, even for the playoffs. You shouldn't get to the ultimate game and not know what the rule is. What 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 is the rule in this? Like it it makes no sense to me. These games all matter, okay? How many games 
I mean, they're just showing Jason Garrett up here. I mean, he gets he gets talked about. He his playoff record never gets mentioned. It's the elimination games that get mentioned because he lost some elimination games, which aren't playoff games, but we'll just call them elimination games. That's a good way to kind of bash on his record even more. Well, that means those games matter. There's regular season games that matter. This is it. Either you make it or you don't. You only play 17 games. Some of them are very, very important. So why do we have different rules? Who cares about if the game goes long, 20 minutes, it'll be fine. 60 minutes will we'll air on the West Coast, right? I mean, crap. We'll, we'll watch it then. Like, it doesn't matter if these games just make it fair and do it the whole time. So you don't get to the playoffs and no one knows what the hell's going on because there hasn't been a game. Um, I'm, not, I'm not saying the 49ers... You know, I'm not excusing them for that, but they hadn't played in these games, and they probably should have because they, you would have had it, the rule like that. There's no reason why, if the rule is good enough for the regular season, I mean for the playoffs, why is it not good enough for for the regular season? Don't throw baseball at me or hockey or anything like that because they play 162 baseball games, 82 hockey and basketball games. So if you want to switch it up, that's fine. You have plenty of chances to get to the playoffs. But in football, you have 17 games, so there's no reason why these games should be considered not as important as the playoffs. If this is the rule, this is the way you want it in the playoffs, make it that way in the regular season. That's, that's my rant for the day. All right, uh, we have another caller here. We got Scott in New Hampshire. Nick, can you hear me? Yeah, man, what's up? I know you've been holding a little bit. How you doing? Yeah, no problem, dude. I'm just excited to talk to you. It's yeah. Been, uh, been a little bit last time we chatted i think we were approaching the uh the, the packer game and with the excitement was there and now obviously yeah. we are where we're at now yeah but i think uh first off i wanted to say thank you i mean we talk about the dallas cowboys you know, i think I, I can speak for every caller who calls in there really is no off season for us i mean we just the true fans like we are excited for the draft we're excited for free agency yeah our are we our expectations probably lower than we had hoped and we are you know Dealing with a disappointment, yeah, but you know, I feel like the true fans are still going to be following the Cowboys three sixty-five. Sure. Yep, I agree. Um, so, so thanks for keep thanks for keep giving us content. Thank um, you. My my big question, and then I'll hang up, is uh, when we look at Mike McCarthy. One thing that he's done is he's given his captains biweekly, and one thing that we've noticed that I feel like is a lack of leadership on this team, and even uh, on Michael Parsons podcast and C.D. Lamb were talking about how there really isn't, you know, much leadership and that they need to hold themselves more accountable. And I'm just curious if that's maybe something that goes into it is we don't actually have assigned leaders or assigned captains for the entire season and that people kind of get to check in and check out each week with who their captains are. So I'll hang up and listen. I just uh, I appreciate you taking the call. Yeah, thank you so much, uh, Scott. That's a really good point. Um Let's see, I don't know if not everybody's listening or not everybody. I'm sorry, not everybody's watching. Um, so I'll say that uh, uh, I'm not I'm not sure if that matters at all uh, as I nod my head. Yeah, I think it does matter. I think it's a heck of a point um, when you're when you have a team that you, you think there's a leadership void or you, you think that there's there's some um, not as much continuity as, as you would need. Um, I, I, I thought this same thing when I watch um, the Super Bowl, when I watch the guys up there. And I don't know if they do that differently in the playoffs or maybe, who knows, maybe McCarthy has a different plan for the playoffs or how it builds up. I don't really remember. I can't tell you who the captains were for the Packers game, honestly. I, I'm not sure what they did there. Um, but I, I, I see it every week. 
I mean, every week you go and you, you know, they're playing the the Eagles. And there's, you know, there's Hertz, there's Reddick, you know, there's Lane Johnson, you know, and then you've got, you know, no offense to these guys, but I mean, you know, you've got, you know, some linebacker, you know, or Marquise Bell, you know, is is a, is a captain for the week, or or you know, maybe it's your long snapper, Trent Sieg, or you know, whoever it is. And, I mean, and there's there's a method to it. Uh, he doesn't really share it with us, which is fine. But you know, it's just it seems more like a you know little league soccer you know trophies where everybody gets one, everyone gets to be captain at some point. I mean, that's the, that's the way they do it. When my son was playing soccer, you know, it was like you're the captain. You're the captain today. Like, yes, you know, tails never fails. I mean, that's 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 what you have to do. But I think it goes more to it than that when you're talking about actual leaders on the team. And, you know, me personally, what I never coached the game in the NFL, and I know I never will, but I mean, I would have I would have a special teams, a captain, a defense captain, an offensive captain every game. These three guys. And if you want to do some kind of thing where this week it's this guy or whatever, it's the fourth one or fourth and fifth or whatever you want to say, that's fine. You know, you can put five out there. But, I mean, every week I think you need to have, you know, Dak should be the captain or or Tank or Micah or whoever it is on defense. You know, those should be the guys. And then then you can mix it up from there. That's just my opinion. Is that the reason why they're losing? No, probably not. But – you know what? Like you said, it's a long off season, so we got a lot of things to talk about, and that could be one of them. All right, Travis in San Antonio. What's going on, Nick? How hey, are man. you? How are you doing? Uh, pretty good. Uh, tails never fails for sure. Always. That's yeah. Go to for me. <laughs> um, I was. I didn't watch the game. I'm, I've entered my crusty stage of I, like when the Cowboys are out. I'm I'm out. Um, oh. And. So, so you've never seen a Super Bowl? Like, you haven't seen one in 30 years? I haven't seen one in probably the last five. Really? Huh. Yeah. It's just, yeah. I just, I, and I think, well, I mean, to be fair, part of it is I get into the draft stuff. Um, so I kind of shift my focus and I just focus into that. Uh, just because the last couple of years, it's been so brutal that I just turn it off. That's my, I'll, I'll out myself. That's my defense mechanism. I just, I just don't, hmm. not interesting to me anymore. Um, after the Cowboys are out. Um, but the DeMarcus Ware thing. Um, Lawrence. Or, Lawrence. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Uh, Lawrence. Um, I heard that, and I don't know, and I know there's been different things said about, like, maybe he was trying to protect some people or whatnot, and I just, it just, it was one of those things where it flustered me so much where I was just like, even if that's the case, you just, it's just some things you just can't say. Because there's only two things in sports at least from competing, whether it's a local basketball court or a football field, there's only two words that usually get guys going, and that's the B word and soft. And I just, I can't imagine. I can think of some others. Yeah, there's some others, but those are definitely two. You hear Mm -hmm. those two, and there's usually something going on. And that's, you know, football players are for sure. You you never want to hear soft, and that just, to me, screams that's what you're saying. That's what that's what opponents want to hear. They want to hear like, "Oh, you're, this guy's tired, and he's telling me he's tired." Even if you're on a field and you're tired, you're not going to say it to somebody because they're going to go after you. And that part was tough to hear. Um, Micah, I think he's getting to the point where this. I'm not against anybody doing their own thing, but he's, it's getting to the point where, like, you just watch stuff on Twitter, and he's responding to trolls. He's responding to just, just like honestly, me. 
like dudes like me. He's just responding to everybody. And I think it's starting to get to a point with him where it's like a law of diminishing returns where it's like, like KD went through this and eventually he figured it out. Like you're playing a game that you can't win mm-hmm. with the media and responding to every Fred or Joe and, you know, flower mouth, yeah. but, but just random places. So hopefully maybe later in his career, he'll figure it out that it's just not as, it's not worth, you know, responding to everybody on Twitter. Uh, I'm not saying that that's contributing to like, you know, wins and losses, but I just think it's a waste of his time. Um, but that's just me. Yeah. Um, it's not just you. It's not just you. It's not just you. There's there's a lot of people that think that way. I mean, yeah. I, honestly, like that's that's a popular opinion. So when you say it's just me, it, it yeah. isn't. It isn't. There's a lot of people that, that feel that way, and it's getting – you know, it's getting to be problematic, and it's getting to be really problematic when you start calling out your own teammates. Uh, yeah. And I don't know if he necessarily called them out, but he sure didn't come to their defense. And so maybe that, that's the same thing. You and know? I know you mentioned this earlier, and I'll say this, and then I'll, I'll get off and see what you think. Um, but I do – you know, we've, we've talked about in the past with this team, um, and I'm not saying – I'm not going to be, you know, disrespect. I, I, I have respect for, again, for DeMarcus Lawrence. The, I'm sure he's – Great guy, you know. He's always. I've never had any issues. However, it does between that and maybe it's just this week with Micah stuff. We need more CD Lambs and less of that type of stuff. And I just makes me wonder. And I hate to say it, but it makes me wonder. Like you said, how close is the team? Maybe it's not as close as we thought. And then at the same time, we've said we have the right guys. We say you know we say that the last six, seven, eight years. Maybe we don't have enough of the right guys. Yeah. You just see what you think. Yeah, that's a really good point. You know, you, you need more. You, you, that's just, It's just like with playmakers, you know, like, yeah, we got some playmakers, but you need you need more of them. You need more of them at the right spot at the right time. Um, yeah, I mean, this team had, what, 10 pro bowlers on the team. They, they have talent, but but there's it's at, at different spots too. You know, at, at, you need some at, at – you can't have a pro bowler at every position, but you can, you can certainly try. So, um, you know, the thing, oh. you still there? And, oh yeah. I was going to say, and, and last thing I was going to say, because everyone's been saying, even though it's repetitive is Darren Woodson, regardless of the game, not watching the game, Darren Woodson, not getting into the hall of fame is absolute bull. You know what? Yeah. Um, and that's just, that's just what it is. So I don't know what they're doing as far as voting and whatnot, but him not getting in is, is it's an, Bleeping joke is what it is. So. I know. All right. Thanks, Travis. Appreciate that. Thanks to call, for the call. Let's go to Derek in Seattle. Derek, what's up, man? Yep. Hey there. How you doing? Hey, I'm doing good. All right. What do you got? Uh, I'm just calling just two things. One is it seems like Dallas is just they've, the last couple of years they've shifted to playing these seven safeties on the field. And it's killing me because we get ran all over. So just the thought on, you know, they need two real linebackers and then uh, they got to run the ball. I just, yeah, you know, and, and then the other thing is, you know, you always hear people say, Oh, they're so far away. So in one off season, you can turn your whole team around. If you hit on two or three draft picks, two or three free agents, boom, they're right there for competing for a championship. So, yeah. That was it. Yeah, and I appreciate it. First time call, right, Derek? First time call, yeah. Awesome. I've been a Cowboy fan since I was an infant. So, 
watched all the Super Bowls, but it has been a long, dry run. It has. It has. And it gets mentioned every year. It gets it gets pointed out every year how many years uh-huh. it's been. Uh, nobody ever has to do any research on that. Like, how long has it been? Like, everybody knows if this year is going to be 29. Everybody knows. Um, we get it. No, you're right. I'm running the ball and stopping the run. I mean, uh, uh-huh. more linebackers. Um, more more beef in, in the middle to run the football. I mean, I just think that's that's the that's got to be the key. That's got to be the key for for this team. Um, and you know, like you said, you got to have a good off season. You got to hit on some of these draft picks. You got to hit on some free agents. You also need to have, you know, some a new coordinator that that could maybe change some things. I mean, think about when when um, Dan Quinn was here. You know, he, he he actually gave you some better players with the guys you had already on the team. You know, like like what he gave you with Donovan Wilson. I mean, he, he made Donovan Wilson into a really good player, I think, just with the way he used him. Um, you know, and so think like that when you look at free agency as well and, and say, all right, oh, they signed some guy. Like, who's this guy? You know, I've never heard of him. Where did he play? He played for the Vikings? Like, oh, okay, never heard of him. Kind of like you'd never heard of J. Ron Curse, really. You know, but Quinn had a had a plan for him, just like Zimmer might have a plan for some of these guys and how they're going to fit this team. So um, Belichick did that for years too, like um, bringing in guys that you wouldn't think were that good or, or whatever. But he had a role for them. So uh, yeah, you can you can make some splashes in the off season, uh, especially when you're changing up your scheme and, and your coordinator like this. All right, well, I think that's it for the uh, for the calls today. Open lines, right, Chris? I think we're Unless we unless the phone's ringing, I think we're gonna we're gonna end it. So uh, it's been a good show for everybody. I got your call. Oh, we got a call. Eric well, in North Carolina. Eric, North Carolina, man, what's up? Hey, Nick, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you doing? You gonna be our last call I'm for doing... today? Okay, all right. I always seem to get the last call. That's okay. Uh, um, I just want to talk a little bit about uh, Will McClay. Um, like every year. He's like highly sought after, and there's always several teams that want to make him GM. Mm. Uh, but it seems like, and I know, and I've listened to him. Uh, I know he's a highly intelligent man. He knows he knows football. He knows talent. But it seems like uh, not every year, but it seems like we don't listen to him. It seems like we listen to the DC, you know, or the or the OC, and and we wind up reaching for for players in the draft, and we don't get the best the best player. <laughs> and I was just wondering if you have any comments on that. Well, hold on before you, before you go, I mean, like, are, are you suggesting that, are you saying that they don't draft that well? I mean, I think this team drafts well, I'm sorry. I mean, even this last, you, even with this last one, they still draft well. Um, and I think they listen to him. I mean, he, he's, he's running the draft in there. He gets a lot of praise for some of these picks. Um, you know, I'm just not going to be one to, yeah. to say Mozzie and Schoonmaker and, and, you know, the picks from this year and say they don't mm-hmm. draft well because they do. I mean, they in the last 14 years, you know, there's been three years where the first-round pick hasn't made the Pro Bowl, you know, and, and it was Mozzie yeah. and it's Taco I'm, and it's Claiborne. Everybody else makes the Pro Bowl. I mean, they, they get – I think they they do a really good job drafting, and I think I think Will McClay gets a lot of credit for that. I really do. Yeah, I know we draft better than most teams. It's just that when we miss, you know, like last year's draft still stings, mm-hmm. and like when we when we miss on a top uh, a top one hundred player, it just 
Yeah. It just buzzed me. Uh, like, I- I'll just throw out, like, uh, Gallimore. Like, I-, I just, I mean, I know he's a free agent, and I hope we don't re-sign him. But, like, every uh, every time the camera's on him, I see him getting, like, ridden out and, like, washed down the line. Yeah. And the, and the, and the same thing with, you know, the same thing with Mozzie. Um and I know you can. I know you can pick and choose players. Like yeah. I am excited about about Jalen Brooks from last year and Richards, the offensive lineman, and Overshone. I think they're going to be good players. Yeah. But you know, it's like it's like seems like this draft where we're we're still needing the same players as last year. You know, like it seemed like we didn't make any progress. Yeah. You know, like on the O, like on the O line or the D line. And, I, and that's fair. I mean, like last year's draft really did it did it help you like you like you would think. Um, that's right. that that is fair. But you're gonna have to do that two more times, and hopefully we don't see that two more times. But that's gonna have yeah. to happen like three years in a row before I, th- I think, oh, okay, we got a problem here. Um, because I think when you look at them, how they draft and how they draft in the middle rounds, um, you know, they, they. I mean, there was a stretch here where. The, the the franchise tag for four straight years went to a fourth round pick, you know fourth round pick is getting your franchise tag. Dak got it twice. Schultz got it. Pollard got it. Sure. You know, I mean, Deron Bland is an is an all, Pro Bowler. You know, All Pro in the fifth round. You hit some. You know, you 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 have to hit on some of these third, fourth, and fifth rounders. And I think for the most part, you named a couple that haven't hit, but there are some that that have. And and I think you know as long as you you keep doing that and you gotta you gotta win on your first round pick. Right now they're not winning on their first round pick last year from Mozzie Smith. They're not winning. Yeah. If Zimmer comes in, has a different uh, you know view for him, changes things up, gets him to play um, at a much higher level, then yeah, I mean then you could kind of flip it around a little bit. Oh yeah, well that's great. I, I appreciate it. Yeah. Are, are you looking for? Uh, I mean I know I know this isn't the draft show, but. I was wondering if you have like uh, two or three players like coming out of college that you would love to see the Cowboys pick, maybe. Yeah, I, I'm honestly I'm really not there at all. Um, I, I kind of wait a little little longer on that. Um, you know, I, I let the you know let the stories come out of the combine and pro days and and, and things like that. Um, it's just not ever been my thing. Uh, there's a lot of fans that are, and and we got a lot of people on our staff that just love it. Can't get enough of it. I, I tend to wait a little bit. I would just be throwing names out there just because at 20. Now, if they were picking in the top five or 10 or whatever, and you kind of get a good vision of how things might fall, then I think it's not too early to do that. But for me, at 24, I mean, I, I'd be surprised if the Cowboys are taking it at 24. You know, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they're doing some shuffling, trading things around. So it's always a little bit oh, yeah. It's always a little bit premature for me. Um, so I, I don't really have names for you there. And I, I probably won't get, give you some names until about <laughs> mid-April, maybe, right before the draft. It's just not really been my thing. But we good, good news is we got two draft shows a week. Uh, Tuesday and Thursday, the draft show. And then some of them are going to be going up to the Combine next week. So... We'll start really kind of zeroing in on this. I understand. Right. I, 
I appreciate you, Nick. Thank Have you. Have a great day. Thanks, Eric. Thanks for the call. All right, that'll that'll do it for this show. We'll be back on Thursday. We'll be able to talk a little bit more about, uh, you know, free agencies getting close here right around the corner. It is next month. It's about a month away now. So we can talk a little bit about that and any other questions that you have. And, you know, uh, stay tuned to to the website schedule, and uh, we'll, we'll announce if there's a press conference. It could be a press conference later in the week uh, with uh, McCarthy and uh, his new D.C. Uh, Mike Zimmer. So, all right. So for that, for Chris Beam, I'm Nick Eatman. We will see you on Thursday on Cowboys Storyline. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!